What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, here again, giving you another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Hang on a minute. Oh, there it is. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, the Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find not only on thechairshot.com, but your favorite podcast streaming platform, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and more. While you're doing that, well, go ahead and subscribe. That way you get notifications every time a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show drops. And you can also leave a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you think of the show, especially this week's show. It's either going to be you're in the knowing or maybe in the not. But that's okay because we are giving you appeal we're going to peel back the curtain we're going to reveal some things about the world of independent wrestling that you may not know or may have never heard or you know or are really you know never gotten the chance to talk about so i'm very very excited that myself and my co-host well we're going to be giving a recap of impact on wrestling izw's latest show regulate that just happened uh this past saturday may 15th in tempe arizona and i said my co-host my partner he is well the kingpin of the chairshot.com the unstoppable one and i don't know if you know this but he's also a wrestling promoter he is the one and only greg demarco i knew you were gonna throw that in there i just knew of course like i knew you'd say the other things too but i knew you were gonna throw the promoter in there because yeah i am i made that can't get it too did. close on it, but yeah. No, no, no. Can't you? you Actually, can't that's it. fine. What I don't want to do is this flip part. to like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just got to yeah. fold I don't want to flip to like, you know, page four and be like, whoa. There you go. Yes. This is, 
the rundown. This is our, our official office paperwork regarding IZW. It's like the Bible, man. This is like the Bible when it comes yes. to running a wrestling oh show. Oh my right gosh. Ooh, it gives everything that we I made. Know. Normally I make 12 of them. This time I made 15 of them and it still felt like there wasn't enough of them. Yeah. They disappear just like pens, just like things in an office. They walk away. People's copies walk away, disappear. They leave them behind somewhere and they yep. don't remember. Other people take them. It is what it is. So that's why Greg does a beautiful job of listing whose's rundown is whose. So if you see I do. here, this is my name. See, and my if name. you see here, well, that's, that's Greg even name. puts his name on his. Wow. I do because my copy. What a nerd. What a nerd. Because it's my copy. I need to have my name Your on my copy. copy. Yes. I even print the front page in color. He did. He did, yeah. As you saw, we just we just showed it to you. So, I'm not going to lie. So there was one time where I ran an event and purposely left a copy of the rundown behind because I knew another company was going to be running there shortly and it might still be in there and they could just see what we do. Ooh. Serious. Might be Again, some place that you ring announce for on occasion. I don't know. Just yes. saying. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about Impact Zone in just a few minutes. But before we get to it, we got to let you know well, where you can find us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. That's why I'm called the Twitterless heroine. Greg DeMarco. You can find him at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As the Chairshot, you can follow on social media at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook and twitter so make sure you follow us let us know your thoughts on uh the shows that we're on including the hashtag miranda show chair shot radio and the baby face heel podcast i'm also on lucha central weekly which airs on mondays at the chairshot.com and also on luchacentral.com we're busy people side of just this podcast as i mentioned i don't know if you know it's a wrestling promoter uh, I'm a ring announcer, had a very busy weekend ring announcer and interviewing um, this past weekend and much, much more, including our day jobs. So uh, we have those two yeah. covering from a minimal amount of sleep over this weekend, but it was well, well worth it. I do want to make a quick plug uh, before I did impact zone wrestling on Saturday night, I was in Las Vegas for future stars of wrestling, um, which aired changing the game on Fight TV that is a, still available for you to order uh, with a lot of great matches, including Leo Rush versus Trey Lamar for the very first time. Also for the very first time, uh, we had Jordan Oliver face FSW heavyweight champion Hammerstone. So just within those matches, uh, we also had uh, some great tag team matches of the unguided FSW tag team champions versus Jay Vidal and Eli Everfly. Uh, much, much more, all of it um, available on the Fight TV app. And you can also get lots of FSW content on the FSW network at fswnetwork.com. $6.99 for a whole library of content, including previous pay-per-views, exclusive events, um, and much, much more. That's where you can see your girl here announce. So throwing that out there. FSW anniversary show is going to be happening June 18th and 19th. That's a Friday and Saturday live on Fight TV. Make sure you follow FSW for more information. Well, Greg, though, I could talk all day, which we probably will. But before we get into our main topic tonight, I need you to do me a favor because you're my friend. Because you're What's my that? co-host. What's that? I'm going to need you 
to wind it up. Now, do I have to do that because I'm your friend and your co-host? Or do I have to do that because I'm the guy who pushes the buttons? Both. Okay. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Yes, you can get your very own chair shot t-shirt by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of the chairshot.com, including multiple always use your head t-shirts. And we say it because we mean it because you always got to use your head and you can do that with lots of different designs and colors. Also the chair shot logo, which is one of my favorite logos of anything. Uh, I have uh, at least two t-shirts that include the chair shot logo uh, and some classics like second nerd Baron Corbin sucks the chair shot Corona t-shirt hashtag journalism. And there's also t-shirts in support of different chair shot podcasts, including a winner is you and bandwagon nerds. And of course you can find everybody hates Greg t-shirt on there. Just, it just is happens, you know, but you know, MJF did it. And apparently it's the cool thing to do now. So some guy on Facebook's about to, so yeah. Oh, I may have just banned somebody from something on Facebook. So, yeah. Yeah. But you can also get the Queen of Sauce Style t-shirt there at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at $19.99. But if you want to pay a few dollars extra, you can order it in soft style. And, yes, that includes the Queen of Sauce Style t-shirt. I highly recommend it. Add a few extra dollars to treat yourself. You can get it with sleeves or without sleeves. So as we get into the harder months, if you say, you know what, I want the guns to come out. Get your Queen of Soft Style t-shirt without sleeves. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Now, real quick plug. I talked about chair shot t-shirts being available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. But you can also get your own IZW Impact Zone Wrestling t-shirts there. If you are watching the video version of this week's episode, you'll be able to see Greg sporting one of the IZW t-shirts now. Look how good that looks on you. Dashing, dashing. You'll just dashing. Lovely, darling, lovely in your IZW t-shirt. So there's four different IZW t-shirts. Yeah, there's like five or six now. Yeah. So you have Seven, a eight variety maybe. There's a lot. to choose from. There's a lot. There really is a lot. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And it's a great way to support your local independent wrestling promotion. If you love IZW and just want to rep it, or if you can't come to Arizona and watch a show, but you want to support us, Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and you can pick up an IZW t-shirt as well. Yep. Eight of them. I just counted. Eight of them. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Double the amount I said. Dang. 
Who knew? Flies. Yes. Now I know. Now we know. Eight t-shirts. Eight IZW t-shirts. Indeed. So, you know, I'm talking a little bit faster than normal, which you say, Miranda, you talk really fast anyways. I know, right? We have a lot to cover with IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. These episodes are very special to me and Greg because it allows us to kind of recap and and talk about, you know, these shows after they occur. We did it uh, from after the last episode. uh, We recorded an episode after the last show, Monster. And it just, you know, these things kind of organically happen because we just love talking about independent wrestling. But also, I mean, this is a promotion very near and dear to our hearts. So, you know, why would we want to kind of waste our time doing anything else? Of course, we'll go into other things in future episodes, the big picture, you know, WWE, AEW, all of that. But this is really a love letter to independent wrestling fans and especially those in Arizona. Um, because it, it wouldn't be the same without you. It, it can't work without you. And so being able to talk about it and debrief and kind of share some of these insights that you don't get to hear anywhere else is a real treat. And something that Greg, you know, as a wrestling promoter, I know that there is a very fine line between, you know, revealing behind the curtain and still keeping that aura and suspension of disbelief. And then also understanding we live in a modern time of wrestling where information's out there you know fans are smart and they do know what's happening but it seems today we're going to get a little bit more into kind of the whys and hopefully that kind of brings more to light about you know how this show was structured what happened and why i feel like that's the word of the day why i agree and, and that's the good thing to go over is why maybe just an overall impression but yeah the, at least the matches. We can skip over the promos, yes. but yeah, we can go over the matches and just just the why behind them. Some will be super quick, some will may not be super quick, and then maybe you know we can fit a commercial break in there after the strap match or something. I don't know, but yeah, we'll. Uh, That's you producing. Out. That's you telling me, hey, we're going to add a commercial break after the strap match. So I'm already looking at my rundown, adding adding a note in. That's there. where the intermission and, is, so it's easy yes, to do. Yes, that, that producer producer producing. That's what, what a producer does. They produce. You know that. Yeah. You produced. Yeah. I was talking about later. You did some producing yourself on Saturday. So I'll save it for later. Save that for later. Yes. Hashtag save it later. Save it for the show. Hashtag oh, save it for later show. in the podcast. Later in the show. All right. So we'll start with the very first VIP match. Mm-hmm. Um, MBW. I forgot what that stands for. Michael. It's just MBW. It doesn't stand for anything. Is it MBW? I thought no, because I remember Wolfgang like actually saying like what MBW. Oh, maybe they changed it then. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, MBW versus Elden Finale. Super simple. I mean, this was the first match of the night. MBW wrestling his second match ever. Elden Finale wrestling his first match ever. This is all about our partnership with the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center and, and how much they contribute to IZW and, IZW, when it was first around, was uh, a wrestling school as well as a promotion. And so the students were a big part of that. And we want to continue that. When I say we, I mean myself and, and the Navajo Warrior. We want to continue that tradition with IZW. I've got some ideas around that that you don't even know about yet, but I'll tell you later. And and I really want to, to do that. And so partnering with that school and having those folks wrestle is a big deal to me. There's, there's going to be so many of those students who – can always say that IZW slash Greg DeMarco gave him the first payday. And that's yeah. something I'm super proud of and, and super excited to do and just love having that as a part of the shows. And, and for as long as we're able, that will be part of our shows. Yeah. 
I mean, at the last show, MBW and uh, Dallas King teamed up to face their two uh, mentors, trainers, um, and in Don Vitale and Gabriel Gallo. This time we had two of the students face each other. And as we mentioned when we reviewed Monster, these men earned the opportunity. They were selected. They worked and trained incredibly hard um, over, you know, months and months and months um, to get this opportunity. And so not only was it a big deal to just be on this platform, but it is a, a huge rite of passage for them to have their very first match and to have it at IZW, which, I mean, we've talked about before and we'll keep on saying is, you know, really highly sought after that people from all over the West Coast want to come to IZW to wrestle. And for this to be their first opportunity, at least for Eldon, MBW was his second match, is a huge accomplishment and hopefully sets a tone for a really successful career. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I we talked we talked on the Baby Face Hill podcast about my start in improv comedy, my start in stand up comedy of the first place I ever performed was Caroline's on Broadway. Like I started at the top. Wow. And and so it's kind of like obviously we're not Caroline's on Broadway. This would be like debuting in WWE, but still in terms of the state of Arizona or or Caroline's yeah. on Broadway. And so to be able to give that to those guys is is great. And they both did a great job. Yes. Up next we had the open challenge from Pete the Heat. Uh, yep. so Gregory <laughs> <laughs> I will always, always adore Pete for giving us that name. Gregory. Yep. Uh, he did not call out Gregory this time. No, because he, he had a purpose. The IZW locker room, especially some of the uh, older veterans, those within uh, the locker room have been around for quite some time. And we got a pretty big surprise uh, as far as who came out. Uh, to this open challenge, and that's Pete's former tag team partner, the other half of Cookies and Cream, Jay Garland. Yeah, so interestingly enough, this was originally not skipped to be an open challenge. It was supposed to be a one-on-one match. Uh, the opponent for Pete was hurt um, along like early on, so so it was not like we advertised or anything. So we changed it to the open challenge. The opportunity to use Jay came up, and yeah, Jay came out. The challenge was... And, and Jay showed up not to wrestle. Jay showed up in street clothes and mm-hmm. was here to try to reform Cookies and Cream, like you were talking about with Pete, as Grand Prix takes place in August. That is a tag team tournament. And what better time for Cookies and Cream to reunite but yeah. in that tag team setting. Pete, especially Pete the Heat on a roll right now, uh, f- fully understandable for his character to have none of it. So Jay upped the ante and said, look, if I can beat you, we team. If you beat me, I walk out that door. I keep training students, and this is what we do. And, of course, Jay Garland, in his street clothes, pulled off the win. And now Cookies and Cream reunited and will be a part of the show for Grand Prix. Yeah. So very, very excited about that. It really is. I think fans are going to be excited to see Cookies and Cream together for the first time in several years and how they're going to perform in Grand Prix. The fact that they haven't been a team um, and they're going to be competing against people who, you know, are active teams. Um, and yes. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But I mean, it's a it's an uphill battle. But, you know, it could be just like riding a bike again. Who knows? They could come together and it's just magic and they go far in the tournament. We'll find who, out. Who really knows? But um, I think it's great to have this team kind of just back together and for fans to have another opportunity um, and just to see how far they go, you know? Um, 
who who knows but it's pretty pretty definitely will be one of the uh teams i'm keeping an eye out for grand prix as you should our vip main event dallas king versus mr classic and I know you're going to depth about kind of, you know, the change-ups with this, but Dallas King, again, his second match uh, so far. And up against Mr. Classic, who had a pretty big loss at Monster, uh, failing to capture the briefcase in the ladder match against Watson. And he's kind of just reforming. He's starting kind of, you know, in a different place. Uh, mm-hmm. He no longer has his manager, Anna May, and, you know, who – who knows what Mr. Classic is up to, but, you know, this one, uh, too, was a big challenge for Dallas King, facing someone like Mr. Classic, who's been wrestling for several years now, and intentionally loves to just trouble and hurt. You definitely not taken any uh, gruff from the up-and-comer Dallas King. Yeah, and of course, um, you mentioned, you know, no longer managed. He did part ways with Miss Anna May at Monster after losing that ladder match. She was originally scheduled to be the special guest referee for this match, continuing that story. Um, because of safety protocols, that didn't happen. And so it was just the one-on-one between the two of them. Mr. Classic did win the match, uh, did win the match clean, did not cheat to win the match at all, get himself back on his winning ways. Dallas King, I believe, this is his third match ever. Second in IZW. Um, and, and was very, does this match was done very much on purpose. Dallas is a, a, throws a hell of a clothesline. I wanted to feature that, but make sure that it was still protected. We did that. Mr. Classic pulled out the victory and even had a little encounter with the brand new assistant commissioner or ask commissioner, as some people call him backstage. Derek Montia came out and informed Mr. Classic that he, he realizes that. You know, he was put in a bad situation with this match, especially when Anna was going to be the referee. And he was impressed and it kind of encouraged Dow or uh, encouraged Mr. Classic to uh, continue to advocate for himself a little bit. We'll just leave it at that. Yes, a good point of, you know, another element of this show is we did introduce a assistant commissioner. Of course, we have Commissioner Adrenaline who runs the, the show. You know, she helps, you know, she puts together the matches. She is the authority at IZW. But now she has some help with the assistant um, or just ass as, as the ass Adrenaline likes to call him um, in, in Derek Montilla. And, you know, he seems very eager uh very yeah. excited in his new role uh but already uh you know commissioner uh, adrenaline isn't very thrilled she didn't ask for this help or wants this help um yeah but, it's, it's you know it's been revealed and people yeah. will see it here in the coming weeks that she didn't hire him so yeah so i don't know who did uh but it it seems like you know maybe the help will help you know who who knows but um we'll we'll just kind of see on how that dynamic continues to roll out we get to our uh main portion of the show we start off with a triple threat match this is uh the first of two women's matches maserati versus gypsy mac versus lilith grim so maserati finally making her debut i have tried to work with her Going back like five years now, I'm finally able to pull that off. Um, she was supposed to work one of the events for ICW that got canceled due to COVID. And then 
brought her back in in this situation. Gypsy Mac, a trainee of Gino Rivera, who, who wrestles later on the show, um, and, and came out, was also supposed to come out for the last event just to be there, but couldn't due to a family obligation. And then, of course, Lilith Grimm, who has just taken the IZW family by surprise, and people have just fallen in love with her character. And this was an opportunity uh, in her third match with the company to give her a chance to get that big win and, and to do so in a way that also keeps people wanting more out of Maserati as well and, and gave Gypsy Mac an opportunity to, to shine too. So, um, And this setup is really unique because you, we, you really can't see this match anywhere else. Maserati's based out of Las Vegas. Gypsy mm-hmm. Mac is from New Mexico. And Lilith Grimm is based out of Colorado. So and here they were in Arizona having a triple threat. Yes. Match. So, I mean, that this is a match that you couldn't really see anywhere else just due to the physical distance mm-hmm. between these three competitors. And all three will be back. All three will be back in August. Up next, we had uh, our first stipulation match of the night. Um, and that is the handcuff match where the two managers were handcuffed to each other. Aguila with his manager, Johnny Rocks, versus Mike James uh, with his manager, Dr. Beaver Las Vegas. This has been our longest standing feud in IZW. It goes all the way back to Proving Ground in October of 2019. Um, there's been many twists and turns along the way. They were together. They were apart. Johnny Rocks, one manager, Dr. Beaver Las Vegas came in too. So we had to handcuff them together so they could stay out of each other's business. Johnny Rocks is the magic man, though. He was able to slip out of those yes. handcuffs. Trap Beaver Las Vegas and hit him with some magic dust. And now, well, from what I understand, Beaver's not having the easiest time seeing things. So um, I have to follow up on that. But the story will continue. And uh, it's just a great way to continue that. The two guys have worked together a lot now. They continue to work together well. And uh, we'll see how those paths converge in August. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, of two people who work together and had a, a really compelling match, it was Aguila and Mike James. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, again, Mike James has been a veteran in the Arizona wrestling scene for many, many years. Aguila, you know, has been wrestling for quite some time. Um, and even though their looks are very different, as far as Mike James kind of is more heavy metal, uh, rock and roll look, and Aguila and Lucha Libre, they have very similar styles and movements, too. And they flow, you know, very well in the ring together. So yes. that too, it, uh, I think it was hard to keep your eyes. It, it was, you're looking at Dr. Beaver, Las Vegas and Johnny rocks, and you're looking at the match and you kept going back and forth because you just didn't quite know what to expect. And as you mentioned, you know, Johnny rocks is the magic man. Use that magic to slip out of the cuffs. And I mean, it's wrestling. So if two, ha- two managers are handcuffed together, obviously something's going to happen. Yes. Now I know we said we weren't going to talk about promos, but I have to just talk about this promo. Okay. Uh, my interview with Graves, because that just went, talk about off the rails in the best way. Uh, so dudes. for those of you, two dudes. two dudes, two dudes, Jill Graves put over two dudes in a promo that just made the crowd go wild. That made them keep cheering two dudes. And Jill Graves has always intimidated and scared me as an interviewer, as a ring announcer. He is not only, you know, a pro wrestler, but trains in jujitsu. Like he can hurt people. He can hurt people. He can hurt people. 
And, you know, the way that he likes to address his matches and the way he views them is very personal to him, you know, especially the, the blood sport match that happened during this show. This was something that was very important. So he when he, I talked to him about this match and what it meant to him, I mean, it really was not only a big deal, but something that he wanted to make sure the audience knew was a a big deal. Not just that it was history, but it was two dudes who were going to get into the ring and beat the daylights out of each other. And literally he got the crowd to chant two dudes, two dudes, two dudes like that. I've never heard a promo in which, especially in a violent match, like a blood sport match, get two dudes over as much as he did. But just the pure, but he did. And and it wasn't even in a comical way. Like, it's not a ha-ha funny. It's this very matter-of-fact, straightforward, this is what's going to happen, and, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And he's very much like, this is, this is I'm going to go in that ring, I'm going to beat someone up, I'm going to tear them apart, and I'm going to leave. And, you know, we'll talk about the, the match later, but, I mean, Joe Graves is a man of, of his word. So I just, you know, but, but also it was a very passionate promo about how much this match meant to him and how much he knew it could it meant to the IZW family. So um, off the rails in the best way, I survived another Joe Graves interview, uh, which I always just think my stars. I do. Every time I finish an interview with Joe Graves, I just thank the Lord for protecting me and allowing me to, to live another day. Up next, uh, we had the traditional tag team rules match, Violence of Action versus the Brothers of Wrestling. So Violence of Action, of course, Roman Rizal and Derek Pizzataro. If you watched Dark Elevation on Monday, you saw them in action towards the end of that show. Um, and then, of course, they were given the, you know, guy standing on the floor treatment. But still, they were there. They were in action against the Brothers of Wrestling, who started teaming before Roman Rizal even made his professional wrestling debut but have not teamed in over a year brought back together here in izw for this match uh traditional rules so you got to keep your hand on the turnbuckle when you make a tag got to tag the hand or above the shoulder can only break up one pinfall uh during the match hard five count to get out of the ring of course they manipulated the rules pulled out the victory it was uh violence of action who won out over the uh the brothers of wrestling we got ourselves a tag team tournament coming up in August. We're not going to necessarily put the traditional rules on all of those matches, but <clears throat> something tells me you might see these guys again. That's all I can say because, yeah. you know, the brothers of wrestling didn't want their big return to result in a loss and, and they're just not going to be quite done with, with these guys. So um, we'll see. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited about Grand Prix. If you love tag team wrestling, that's going to be the event for you. When you run four events a year, it's hard to have a bunch of championships. So a different way to, to showcase tag team wrestling in this is to get everybody ready for that. And also, uh, you'll also notice if you look back at the history of IZW, this is the first time that Roman and Derek as a team have gotten a victory. So mm-hmm. that's a big part of, of what this match was about as well. That's why I love this buildup to Grand Prix because we have, you know, a mix of teams who have not really competed or don't or don't have the length and history in IZW like Violence of Action and even the Brothers of, of Wrestling. Um, but then we also see, you know, the reformation of Cookies and Cream and more teams are going to be announced. So you, you're going to have an amazing blend of tag teams. 
And so, you know, whether they meet up within Grand Prix or they're competing, you know, against other teams, it leaves a lot of wondering and guessing as to, you know, how are these matches going to be set up? What's going to be the deciding factor? What are what are going to be the advantages and disadvantages in these matchups as well? So, you know, for the chemistry and the length of time that the Brothers of Wrestling have in, you know, being a team, you also have violence of actions, which are just ridiculously strong and driven and you know as you see them on on AEW uh elevation you know these are guys with military background and also just the ability to take charge and dominate in the ring so whatever amount of length of time you have in teams like the brothers of wrestling or cookies and cream you just have just the pure strength of a team like violence of action that can be the deciding factor between them you know uh, in, in getting further in the tournament and, and maybe even winning. Yeah. Both of these teams, uh, gotta be, you know, you gotta be concerned about both of them in this tournament. Up next, the strap match, one of our three main events of the evening, the strap match between the Navajo warrior and Gino Rivera. And this has been months in the making with Gino doing what Gino does best talking crap, uh, all over the place, calling out the Navajo warrior, poking and poking and poking the bear until the bear finally woke up, screamed, and decided, well, I'm, I'm just going to murder you with a strap. And that's what I feel. That's like the Cup Notes version of this match. Yeah, you know, Gino poked the bear, like you said, in the build-up to NAV 30, which was Navajo Warrior's big moment. Gino wanted that to be his match. Of course, it wasn't. Um, Gino got that match in February at Monster. Cheated to win by using the Navajo Warrior strap. I'm sure it seemed like a great idea at the time. But as you revealed later in the night at Monster, uh, Adrenaline liked that idea so much she booked a strap match between the two of them. And we got that strap match here. Such, I mean, we opened the show with a moment of silence. And that moment of silence was the passing of Navajo Warrior's grandmother, his nana. And so obviously this crowd that already loves the man dearly loved him even just a little bit more. So the explosion when he came out, the way they responded to him in the match, and of course, you've got two guys that know what they're doing and and know how to tell a story. And I mean, I've seen the match already. I've seen the footage. It was perfect. I wouldn't have changed a thing. Gino did what he's supposed to do. Navajo did what he's supposed to do. And and when you see that reaction from the crowd and that reaction from the Navajo Warrior. That is kind of like Magnificent and Monster. That's as real as it gets. And and that was just some stuff. Go follow at Gino Told You So on social media. You want to talk about as real as it gets, check out the, uh, yes, the welts. the pictures, the welts, all of that. I mean, I think very early on in the match, uh, which was pretty much as soon, not even before, before the bell rang, I think the reality sank in of what he was about to get into that the time for talking was done and the consequences of his actions yep. had finally caught up to him. And just that look on his face of realizing in that moment where he was and what was about to happen. I mean, it's, it's just perfect. It's just perfect. Yes. He spits uh, in the face and- of the Navajo warrior and takes a strap essentially to the head and then gets pulled up by the strap right into the Death Valley driver. Yes. The crowd was on their feet with the one, oh, two, yeah. three. It was just faint. Like, like I saw it. 
and and just you know as as someone who puts these things together i mean that's that's so fulfilling to see something that you planned and something that you came up with then see two people take it to a whole other level and it just go literally as perfectly as it can in in a moment capping off a rough period of time for somebody and and that you know still has to continue and and there we were uh, the show must go on, but the show must went or the show went on in a damn good way. Kudos to everyone involved there. The moment belonged to the Navajo Warrior. It would have anyway, but you gotta appreciate the job that Gino does to get there. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It kind of makes me sad that this is kind of the end for them, at least for now. Um, it, I mean, there's. Uh, this sent Gino with his, you know, tail in between his legs. Um, but, you know, I think the thing about Gino Rivera is you, you never know what to quite expect from him. And he bounces back like, you know, a trampoline. So, you know, he'll come back out. Whoever is next, man, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Whoever is next, uh, I think maybe facing a slightly different Gino. You, you, so he survived. He came out through the other side of that strap match, and maybe he's going to come out a little bit different. Uh, you know, he, he was a man who took a beating, but yeah. he took it. He took it like a man, kind of. And, you know, <laughs> between the wailing and screaming and running, he kind of took it like a man. Uh, begging, pleading. Uh, but, you know, he survived, and he lives to wrestle another day. Before we get to the second part of the show, let's go ahead and take a break. And Greg, why don't we pay some bills? This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. with my hair it's kind of a good hair day kind of half half good like this is good the rest i'm not sure about not sure about that's okay the show must go on and i'll just keep, keep playing with my hair all right up next we have bryce saturn debuting at izw against mercury yaden so mercury yaden as many people have come to know um been in this business for, for 20 years, has worked for TNA, worked in talent relations for TNA, and has, you know, runs a training school up in, in Colorado. Um, and, and is really, I wanted to put these two together because Bryce Saturn is, is a, a trainee of Jay Garland's and, and trains out of a different school and has been wrestling, but has been wrestling primarily other trainees and, and even some of the more veterans he's wrestled or veterans that are in that, you know, five to six year category in terms of their experience. And so to put him in the ring with someone with 20 years of experience to me was, was a big deal to be able to do that for him. It also allowed Mercury to do something that he hasn't been able to do in IZW yet, which is work with a younger star in a way that, that helps them grow and develop. So what you saw was just as much of a wrestling match as it was a seminar, a lesson, everything else. Like it was a great opportunity for Bryce Saturn to be in that match. It also allowed us to, to, to showcase Mercury Aiden in a way where he got to pick up a singles victory. And that's not something that's happened in IZW yet. And even his one tag team victory when he teamed with Derek Pisataro was a result of a weapon. And in this case, that was not the case. He, he got the clean victory in this match. Um, 
and it was, you know, it, it, it sets, sets things there. We got to see Bryce in a way that we haven't seen him. Um, first of all, as, as a baby face and second of all, against the, such a strong veteran. So, um, as, as a promoter, as someone who puts these things together, I love this match going in and, and think it's going to be interesting to see just how he grows and develops and he being Bryce. And we'll obviously get to see that multiple places, including IZW. And this is really, I mean, you've talked about IZW and this new reformation for quite some time, really over the past year, that IZW was a way to bring up and coming talent into the fold and give them the opportunity to learn and grow. And it, it is obviously happening now in this current iteration with oh, yeah. newer trainees from throughout, you know, uh, the Phoenix area and whether they're wrestling each other or with veterans. This is, you know, a proven ground for them. This is an opportunity to you know, really diversify their skills, their roles and characters and do things that could be not only out of their comfort zone, but could also be kind of revolutionary in their character. It could be turning points for their characters and turning points in their careers. So, you know, this match in particular, um, I think was something hopefully Bryce, uh, and I'm sure he will, will remember for, you know, the rest of his career as a turning point and something pretty important for him. Up next, we have the no disqualification match between Bryn Thorne and Morgan. And Bryn Thorne's message throughout the past few months is that she is, you know, the current, the now of women's wrestling in Arizona. Not the future, but the now. Um, but every woman really in, in Arizona has to go through the torchbearer, and that's Morgan. Uh, Morgan's had an illustrious career here and really all over the, the U.S. And, you know, she's always willing. She is very much a mother bear. She very much is all for people growing and learning, but doing it in the right way and with a level of respect. And that's been the two things, you know, Bryn Thorne has kind of not done in this scenario, has had zero respect for Morgan and for her competitors and has really wanted to, you know, elevate her name and her profile by beating Morgan. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. There were some changes in this match due uh, to some unforeseen circumstances, but I, you know, we call those happy accidents sometimes. And I think this went... Probably, if the changes negated the way or necessitated the booking, it was for the better. This was 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 really what needed to happen, and to to put Brynn in a position where you know she was able to to well find some handcuffs and and handcuff Morgan to the bottom rope, and then just continually hit her with a chair. Now this is no disqualification match, so she can't be disqualified for that. But the referee had to stop the thing because Morgan couldn't defend herself. It gives Brynn the victory. But then she delivered the post-match promo. And this is something that it's really hard for young wrestlers to promo. It really is. You know this in producing them. Um, in pre-produced promos or backstage promos or pre-tapes, it's difficult because sometimes the, the the human comes out a little bit more. And in this situation, when you're in front of the fans, you've got a live mic. I think we got the best Brin promo she's probably ever cut. And it was fantastic. And it did exactly what it's supposed to do. Um there's an amazing follow-up promo that as much as you were so happy about the Adrenaline and Derek Montilla promo that people will see here in the coming weeks, I think you should be equally happy about the Morgan promo that you recorded that I had a chance to view actually earlier today. Um, very well done. Perfect within the story. Perfectly delivered. Just, 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 you know, 
a plus on all sides of that one for for what you did there and and just it it, it continues things perfectly so i you know given the circumstances even taking the circumstances out i do not think this could have gone any better than it did i mean bryn set out and did exactly what what she said she was going to do, what she wanted to do, and that's take out Morgan, you know, take out, again, the standard bearer of women's wrestling in Arizona, and absolutely proved her point that she is the now, and this is, you know, her terrain, this is her world, and not only did she, she didn't just want to beat Morgan, she wanted to take her out, she kind of wanted to embarrass her, um, and I you know, those were things that were accomplished with the handcuffs, with the chair shots, with, you know, really, and just the fact that it wasn't, in some ways, it's almost worse that, you know, the match ended because Morgan couldn't defend herself. Because knowing Morgan, you know, she has that fighting spirit and she would have given everything she was going to. She wanted to give everything she had in this match. But because of that, you know, it just gave just it was it feels still unresolved. Oh, yeah. I feel like if Morgan was to get pinned one, two, three, she's woman enough to acknowledge when she's beat. But that wasn't a pin. That wasn't a submission. That wasn't even a knockout. That was, you know, the inability to defend herself. So I feel like that's just now fueling her. To not only just, you know, prove it to everyone, but prove it, you know, to herself and and also teach Brynn, you know, you can do this the right way, but the way that she's going about it is the complete wrong way. Yeah, if Brynn survives this feud, she's going to be better. Win, lose, or draw doesn't matter. Yeah. When she comes out of this thing, bruised, battered, you know injured years taken off her life whatever she's going to be a better professional wrestler because of it absolutely absolutely up next we had the number one contenders match a four-way to determine well the number one contender for the izw world heavyweight championship we had ej sparks versus josh josh glade versus deshade versus ruben iglesias and this one, multiple changes um, due to, to some availability issues and things that, that came up, and that changed the booking of the match. And at one point, I'll reveal this might not have been a one-fall match. This might have been an elimination match. But the way that this played out was better. Um, people should know by now, EJ Sparks picked up the victory and, and, and did so. It was a very exciting match. People had a lot of fun. A lot of people impressed with the moonsault attempt by one Josh Glade. And yes, he's that rather like, large. super surprised, uh, yeah. super surprised. I mean, this guy is like super tall, like six feet something. I don't know. I, 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 it's probably I like six, announce. four, six, five. Yeah, like yes. close to 300 you know, pounds. A tall guy, beautiful moonsault. Like, yep. Missed and took him out of the mat. Missed. Yeah. But in the air was like beautiful. And the ring shook. Like the the impact you could hear like halfway across town, I'm sure, yeah. uh, because it was that loud. But very surprising with the ability of Josh Glade as far as he comes out to the ring. You don't expect him to move the way that he does. Yeah. No, it was good. And EJ picking up the win. Um, we'll get to more on that. Um, biggest thing for me that that is an important part of professional wrestling that many people forget is after the match. EJ comes through and and pretty much immediately encounters me and says, that was so much fun. 
And and that's what I love to hear and love to see. Remiss to however to forget, EJ got a bell rung after the match too, as he was attacked by the same Mr. Classic that got some unsolicited advice from Derek Montilla, the assistant commissioner, um, made his presence felt and attacked the new number one contender right after he was crowned number one contender. So Mr. Classic not exactly wanting to sit back and wait. You know, he did lose the ladder match and 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 dumped his manager. And, you know, it's not a situation where I want him to be at the bottom of the card. It's, it's a situation where he's a talent that we've committed well, to. Well, he and doesn't want to be at the bottom of no, the card. No, of course not. And so, like, that is his way of showing he wants to, you know, climb the figurative ladder. Yeah. Uh, or he wants to skip the line. He yeah, wants I to mean, really, he does. Take and the express lane up that ladder. EJ Sparks. And also, if anyone knows EJ Sparks, he has a huge family support that was there. And you know, they Mama Sparks was so not happy. Mama Sparks was not happy. Sister Sparks was not happy that their son, their brother, was attacked by Mr. Classic. And yep. Mr. Classic made it known too that he didn't care. Nope. He's gonna fight anyone. He was gonna fight his family if he wanted to, you know. I mean, just that in and of itself shows that Mr. Classic has really no regard for anybody but himself. And not that we we knew this, we knew, we've known this. But taking it up to that level uh, and the, the way that he was kind of egging on the Sparks family, you know, yeah. no, he, he's going to do whatever That's it takes. classic, Mr. Classic. That, that's classic. That's just classic. That's just classic. Classic. Up next, we had our second main event of the night. The IZW World Heavyweight Championship was on the line Champion Thugnificent in his very first title defense faced number one contender Watson. Watson, of course, won that ladder match against Mr. Classic in February. Thugnificent won Monster and, and a shocking win that no one expected, even Thugnificent. And he rolled up and pinned the Hawaiian Lion. It was a roll-up. It was a roll-up right when the pinfall uh, submission portion of the match began. And so it was important for me to give Thugnificent a big-time title defense because this was going to establish him as champion. It was very, it's very easy to say that his win was a fluke and monster. It is. And you can't say that anymore because he, he defeated Watson straight up one on one. It was not a roll up. It was not, there was no cheating. He straight up beat one of the most decorated wrestlers over the past five years in Arizona. And he pinned him one, two, three in the center of the ring, firmly establishing him as the IZW world heavyweight champion. Um, this match, many people who were there know or they've seen on social media, Mega Ramp, a world-renowned hip-hop artist, was the ring announcer for this match. And that is something that developed literally Saturday morning. I received a message that he was interested in doing this. Obviously, as a promoter, it's something you want to pull off. There are other things that you have to consider, like the actual ring announcer and how that works. And, and the plan changed multiple times. And we settled upon was the best way and what worked out for everybody. The two guys in the match were, were so, A, you know, grateful that they were considered this way by Mega Ran and B, just excited. Like it hyped them up for the match. It also allowed us to do something different for this match because of logistics. It couldn't go on last. Any other time it would have gone on last. And logistically, it just couldn't because of the Bloodsport match. So this allowed that match to be set apart just a little bit more. Um, and again, literally, literally came through the curtain, walked out the back door, and that's Watson, and gave me a hug and said, I haven't had that much fun in a long time. Like, 
win, lose, or draw, it doesn't matter. But you put two of the most talented performers on the biggest stage I can give them. I don't have, you know, a football stadium. I don't have a 20,000-seat arena. But I have a sold-out crowd at the Sun Studios of Arizona who is loyal, and we call them a family. And we gave them the biggest spotlight possible. That match was given more time than any other match on the card. And, and they delivered in a big way. And just to see their faces as people, as performers, made me so happy. And to know what they delivered in the ring, even even better. So just a great way to kick off the reign of Thugnificent. Couldn't be more excited for both guys involved. And for, for having someone like Mega Ran be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, he came prepared. Mega Ran, you know, made his notes, pulled out his note card and took it, you know, seriously. And I think that's, I I adored that, that he, you know, not only did this, it wasn't self-serving, you know. I think a lot of people think that when you bring someone, quote unquote, an outsider, but maybe just someone, you know, who who people aren't familiar with in the wrestling world or someone, you know, uh, that is not part of a typical wrestling show, you think, you know, they're just in it for himself. And Mega Rand did this because he's just a fan of, of wrestling. He's a fan of these two wrestlers. And it worked so well with, you know, the entire vibe and flow of the match. And it is something different. You don't see this anywhere else in Arizona and even really anywhere where these two men had, you know, a rapper rap their introductions and, and bring them in. And it was just awesome. It was awesome way to set the tone for the match. And these two men, I mean, really were vying for the most prestigious title in the company, but a lot of people consider, you know, in the state. And so they really gave it their all. You really saw sides of them, especially, you know, Thugnificent is, someone who's really evolving as a wrestler, but especially as a champion who, you know, is known to be fun, loving and entertaining in the ring, but he pulled out things in, in the match there that you knew he had, to, he, he's not going to let go of that championship. Yeah. He's going to give everything he has. And Watson, this was really a big opportunity because I think he knew just like everybody else, if he didn't win, he goes back to, you know, the bottom of the line, just like we've talked about classic having to kind of go back up that that would be the same thing that Watson would have to do. And Thug Nificent came out with the win and is still your IZW world heavyweight champion. You know, with Watson, again, we, we are not quite sure where he falls in the line of, of contendership. We, you know, we do have a number one contender now in EJ Sparks, who's, tag team partner is Thugnificent. You know, EJ Sparks was the first person to congratulate Thugnificent when he won the World Heavyweight Championship at Monster. You know, they have a very tight bond. But now you have this interesting dynamic where they are a tag team, but you also have one member as the World Heavyweight Champion, the other as the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Champion. And then, then, you know, and and Thugnificent wants him to enter Grand Prix as a team. Yeah. Yeah, you got the sitting champion and the number one contender. So it's a very, you know, adrenaline's got some stuff to figure out. So it's it's a tough, tough situation there. But that's the competitive side of pro wrestling. And at the end of the day, you know, EJ Sparks ain't going to give up the opportunity to become world heavyweight champion. No. So. No, he's not. Finally, the third of our main events, the final match of the evening. And that is the blood sport match between Hawaiian Lion and and graves this required a second intermission where we had to have the crew take off the ropes take off the the turnbuckles everything and just leave 
the ring itself and the posts. And that was, that was it. Um, that was what the, the match consisted of as far as, you know, the landscape. And then you had two men, two dudes, two dudes, two dudes get into the ring who both have, you know, jujitsu backgrounds, who have wrestling backgrounds, who are big, tough men get into that ring and make IZW in Arizona history. Yeah, and and we showed you guys, you know, multiple times. We we flashed this up on the on the screen, right? That has notes that has details for different matches. I did nothing for that match. Literally nothing. You can't, really. I, you really can't. This is their There's nothing specialty. nothing you can do to prepare for that yeah. or plan for it. No. You know, you set the stage and it's up to those two men in that ring, those two dudes to do the rest. And yeah. that's why going back to that promo, as silly as it sounds, that's exactly the mechanics of a blood sport match. It's two dudes entering, fighting each other. Yeah. Period. Some great elements of that. Um, first of all, it was during the setup of the Ring of Monster when I was like, hmm, maybe we could do this. And then I talked to both wrestlers. What do you think about this? And then I talked to the guy who brings the ring. Hey, how can we pull this off? And 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 we were able to logistically make it work. It did, I think, a few people, you know, some people left during the second intermission and didn't stay. The car did run long. And, of course, it was another intermission and something just completely different. Than, and that the, with the ones who stayed, then they were ready for it and they were into it. And it was great. We also put security around the ring to protect the fans from the wrestlers and the wrestlers from the fans that added an element to the match that you don't always see. And blood sport has been a big deal, primarily on the East coast, a little bit on the West coast as well, but never in the state of Arizona. And I am proud of the match. I am proud of both guys. I'm proud that we did it. And, and just, just the way it was done. I literally remember having conversations with graves about the match and just basically being like, look, just, just do, just go out and do. And that's what they did. And, Loved every second of it, and, and it was glad, and I'm glad that we were able to do it, and it's just another way that we, another unique part of, of IZW, you know, one of those things I never thought, never thought I'd be the, the book in the Royal Rumble matches, now yearly, never thought I would, you know, Bloodsport never crossed my mind until the moment it did, and then we made it happen, so it's just, you just can't limit yourself sometimes, and just, you know, let, let things unfold, and run with it, and that's what we did with this one. And Joe Graves was successful in this match again. He put it out there. He he said what mm-hmm. he was going to do, and he did it. Um, and that's a huge deal because Joe Graves has not been beaten by a submission or a count out um, in in IZW, and, and that streak continues. Yep. And you know this is a perfect match for both competitors for for both wrestlers. Um, but especially, I mean. Just Joe Graves continues to just run through wrestlers left and right. Mm-hmm. And there was a really poignant moment at the end where Hawaiian Lion did get on the microphone. And he acknowledges not the, the promo type, not the person to get on the microphone, but acknowledging that match with, with Joe and how much it meant to him to share that spotlight. And I know it did the same for Joe. You know, it, it was a huge moment for both of them to be able to do something that I don't know if they thought they wanted to do or were going to yeah. do or how they were going to do that. Just like, you know, that epiphany came to your mind, being able to do that and and do that. Maybe for the last time, maybe not. Who, Who knows? knows? But to have that opportunity to do that as part of their career and for the fans to be able to experience it and watch it live is something different. And 
that's the beauty of wrestling. And, you know, as much as some people may complain about, you know, how matches are set up and, and when things are different, that's, I think the beauty of wrestling is how different it could be, how diverse yeah. it could be. And this card was exactly that in all of the stipulation matches and all the matches that you have, you know, it was a huge level of diversity in the competitors, in the match structure, in, you know, the, the finishes and everything. And there was really something for everyone on this show. I don't think anyone could look at the show and say, Oh, that wasn't for me. There wasn't something in there that I couldn't gravitate to. I, I, I'd mm-hmm. love to hear what, because <laughs> there was old school matches, women's matches, blood sport matches, strap matches, championship matches, uh, one-on-one matches. You know, some matches were more geared towards high flying and speed. Others were more traditional, you know, like I, I just, there's literally something for everyone on this card. I do want to go back to the promo real quick that the Hawaiian Lion delivered. He's been around for, for, you know, 20 years and he was, he had an amateur wrestling background and he was that in ring killer for a long time and, and a big fan of the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu style and really worked that. And then Graves comes along and they've kind of, you know, coexisted and almost like parallel universes of what they do in the ring. A little-known fact is that initially in PHX Wrestling back in 2016, they were going to be a tag team, and that was a big plan. That was that was a long-term plan, and then Joe got hurt and tore his bicep and was out of action for quite some time, and so that didn't happen and never happened. And so as we move forward to now, they became adversaries in IZW, and they, they faced off on the main event of the Proving Ground, the first show, and continued from there. But this was also the Hawaiian Lion Saying as I continued it to be in, you know, much closer to the end of my career than the beginning, that spot that we've both occupied for a while, that I occupied for, you know, six, seven years before you even came along, is now fully yours. And and sort of that passing of the torch of the role that the Hawaiian line has played in Arizona wrestling is now fully the responsibility of Graves. And and that was a big reason why he wanted to deliver that. He's is the role he's playing is changing and the role that Graves is playing is growing. And that's what that was about. Not to add a comical spin, but as you talked about these two men coexisting, you know, the best way I could put this is it was like a real life Godzilla versus King Kong, mm-hmm. but with an actual finish. Um, as Greg Cook would complain about that movie, there was an actual finish, an actual winner. Uh, but if, you know, in Arizona wrestling, if you had King Kong and, uh, you know, Godzilla, it's Joe Graves and the Wine Lion. Absolutely. No one else could have done it. Now, you know, I was worried that somebody else would have tried, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it, it, again, worked out really well. I really liked the atmosphere. You know, doing something as, remo- as simple as removing the red ropes from the ring completely changes how the yeah. building looks. And, and it's just, uh, you just can't can't really equate it to anything that's ever happened here before. Again, Mind blown when I look at that picture because it's like I never thought in a million years that I'd be doing that. So, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a wrap up of Impact Zone Wrestling Regulate. Again, this is maybe a niche episode. Maybe you're listening not from Arizona, and so you're wondering what was this all about. But it was a sneak peek of, of revealing behind the curtain, whatever you may want to call it, about independent wrestling, a promotion that's very near and dear to both of our hearts, and really some insights on these matches and these storylines that are going to continue. August 28th, 
Grand Prix is our tag team tournament event. Um, and we're also going to get some other matches that are yep. um, happening. Also announced for Grand Prix, as now Joe Graves has survived Bloodsport, he's going to be facing Gabriel Gallo um, in a match. And speaking about another behemoth, another big dude. Uh, I mean, that is just, that's uh, another level of big dudeness yes. uh, that, that Joe Graves is going to be facing. And we're going to learn more about the tag teams that are going to be part of Grand Prix and match announcements will continue to happen through social media at IZW Wrestling AZ. You got it right, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. we did announce at uh, at Regulate that the VIP main event, and you've got to have a VIP ticket to see it, and it's a big one. Um, not two dudes, but tag dudes will be coming down from Colorado. That's Mercury Yaden and his normal partner um, Chris Curtis will be coming down, and they will be fighting the tribe, the Navajo Warrior and the Hawaiian Lions. So if you want to see them in that Grand Prix match, you've Got to see it on VIP. And that was announced. That detail will be coming out this week. But get one of those few remaining VIP tickets and you will be able to see that match in its entirety, um, live and in person, up close and personal. And, you know, if the tribe loses, that means you don't see them again. So yeah. you may want to may want to check that out. Make sure you get those VIP tickets. And then also, as we've announced, IZW fully legal be happening and what is the date again? November 20th. November 20th, yes. November 20th, IZW turns 21. And uh, as we get through uh, Grand Prix, again, later on in the fall, we're going to have match announcements for Fully Legal. But tickets are available for both events. Mm -hmm. So you could buy your tickets for both events now. Um, make sure you grab them up because as we've mentioned now, what, four times in a row? Yeah. Uh, the show has sold out before the day of the event. And it's been happening earlier and earlier. So make sure you get your tickets now because... Even though things have opened up in Arizona, the venue itself is still with a limited capacity. Yeah, so, I got. I can't move those four walls, unfortunately. So yeah, we cannot move. We just can't move physical walls. It just sorry, it just can't happen. Yeah, we set up two hundred um, seats for the twenty year for for May fifteenth, and that's really all we can set up. So yeah, you gotta you gotta have a ticket and you gotta be there because, like I said, we can't move those move those four walls. I. This was our fourth straight sellout and, and our fifth event. So only one hasn't sold out from the beginning. And I am continued, I continue to be just floored by this, by what IZW has become, by what it's been able to be. It's the hard work of a lot of people, um, not just myself. Miranda puts in a ton of work that she won't talk about because she doesn't like, you know, put that focus on herself like that. But there's so many people that, that put in so much work and the fans come out and they support and the conversations and the comments that I hear, the conversations that I have before, during and after those events. I cannot thank people enough for, for what they do. Um, it truly is a family. It truly is a one big giant family. That family continues to grow. I've never seen so many people backstage at an ICW event as we saw this past weekend, just between all the students that were around and people traveling in just to be there, just to hope they get noticed. That is something that, that I cherish. I cherish these four times a year that we do this. Um, it's special for a reason because it's four times a year because of the people involved, because of the history we've continued 
because it is becoming special because of you, because of me, because of the talent, because of the fans, because of everybody that's involved. And for each and every one of those people, I cannot say thank you enough. Um, and, and for you that I was saving, um, hell of a job as, as, as executive producer, Miranda Morales, the twice during the night you came out and told the people at the production table changes that were occurring that I didn't even know about. And, and it just made me smile. Like I wasn't mad about it. I, we have to the point now where we've been able to put such a great team together where those things can happen and they make sense. And I've talked before about how important trust is in wrestling and in promoting and to have that trust of those people is huge. And the three promos put together were amazing. Um, and I'm so excited about those, but it's just another piece of what makes this so important to me and so special to so many people and why we continue to do it and why we work, you know, grind ourselves to the bone, why yeah. those late hours for IZW because it is worth every single second. And then some from a business standpoint, it's doing great. And, and we're going to keep doing it as long as you guys will keep coming. So keep coming. Yes. Keep on coming. And it's just a, a, a privilege to be able to be a part of this team with you, Greg, uh, with, you know, the, the Navajo warrior with Morgan, with all of the talent, um, with, with everyone. It's, it's, something that I, I cherish that I look forward to. Um, you know, I would do it again. I joked, uh, how I was really on what an hour and 20 minutes of sleep, um, yep. between, you know, Vegas the night before and working that morning. Um, so I mean like it, but it was absolutely worth it by the time the show ran and everything was happening, it just flowed. And it's something I look forward to and I'm so excited for, um, throughout the year. So I'm just, honored and and um excited and all of all of the best emotions in the world to be able to work with you the production team with the wrestlers with the fans who you know are really uh, amazing um and you know are really at the core of independent wrestling you know as much as we like to complain as much as you know there's back and forth or whatnot it really revolves around them we can't have these these shows without them um so a big thank you to everyone we hope to see you at grand prix um in august we hope to see you at fully legal in november please join us um and again i mean we have people coming from different states just to attend this show, to be a part of this show. Um, so as things open up, maybe consider making a trip out yeah. to Arizona to see IZW. You never know. You never may know. you may enjoy it. You may like it. But again, follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media. You'll find match announcements and talent announcements, promos and interviews that we record all going through there. So you could stay tuned to what's happening, who's coming, and you know upcoming show dates and and ticket information. All of that available at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media. And that's it for this week's edition. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this through YouTube, we will be back next week. Don't you worry. We got some more stuff for you. Uh, But again, don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions. We spent this whole episode talking about IZW, but um, if you live outside of Arizona or wherever you live, don't forget to check out your local wrestling promotions. They're coming back up. You know, more states are opening up, more promotions are are becoming active again. 
So feel free to check out your local wrestling promotion. Buy a ticket to a show. And if you can't, you know, maybe just follow them on social media. Buy a t-shirt. You know, follow the wrestlers that are part of that promotion. Um, Buy some merchandise, you know, whatever it may be. I'm saying the same thing a few times, but that's because, you know, you gotta you gotta sink it in. You gotta let it sink in. Um, that you can see the stars of tomorrow and have a chance to interact with, you know, stars from the past at just your local wrestling promotion. And you can be part of that lifeblood of your local wrestling independent scene by, you know, going to a show or supporting your, your wrestling promotion. So do yourself a favor. Go ahead and support independent wrestling. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And don't forget to keep it soft style. On the planet or on that plane. Oh, the wrong thing's playing. Hang on. There Why we go. should you visit? Use your. Fast forward a There we go. Technology, man. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.